So, last week I brought you a video about Jack Reacher. You know, the guy is a six foot five buff, you know, 220-pound guy. So, I was thinking for this month, you know, of considering I've been doing just random videos here and there, you know, picking a character, kind of just going with it. I've gone through bounty hunters, police officers, and even a villain who believes he's a hero. Now, I want to talk about one of my favorite book series, and that happens to be, honestly, for me, I, if you've ever seen these movies, I recommend reading the books now, because those books give you so much more detail about this character. I find that the books were so much better than the movies, even though, you know, the movies had their own little charm to them and whatnot, but it really didn't follow the story, per se, of Jason Bourne. And, like, you know, you meet Marie Kreutz, and you meet all that, but she doesn't really, I'm not going to, and here's a spoiler for you, I'm going to tell you this, she doesn't die in the second book, she dies in book number five, or just before book number five. So I made the mistake that I watched the movies first and then read the books, and I learned very quickly that Jason Bourne is one of these characters where you need to see the read the books first because it gives you so much more detail into this character. It's quite complex. So I will include the list below, and I want to read more. If you want to read more, it's there for you. Welcome to part two of Spies, Assassins, and Police. My name is Rogue Convoy, and this is still week number eight of, um, oh, well, week number seven. Huh? Well, it happens. I say week number eight, but this is week number seven of Ultimate Mayhem. So today is all about the Bourne series, more specifically about the hero himself, Jason Bourne. So this character has spawned four movies, 16 books, and has been written by three different authors at this point. So obviously we've got the traditional Robert Ludlum, um, and then from book number four to about book number 12, I believe, or book number 14, was Eric Van Lustbatter, and now we have Brian Freeman continuing the legacy of the books. Now, I don't consider the Bourne Legacy movie as part of the series. Even though it does have the name in the title, it's a completely separate character. It is completely separate from this trilogy because of the, or quadrology at this point now. I'm remembering that. Because it doesn't really have Jason Bourne in it. It has 30 seconds of Jason Bourne. There's your spoiler alert for that movie. You can skip it and go straight into the fifth movie and still realize that you don't need to watch the fourth one. Uh, Jeremy Renner took the lead there. He was, like I said, a completely separate character. And the character, of course, is played by Matt Damon in the first three movies and in the fifth movie um for movie number four apparently they couldn't negotiate with matt damon on it and tried to get him in obviously they brought in a completely separate character completely different thing and yeah so the first appearance is jason Bourne of jason Bourne was in the Bourne identity in 1980 subsequently there has been 16 novels published continuing on the story legacy eventually the book was first turned into a tv movie in 1988 following being made into a feature film in 2002 with the same name. There are some similar plot points, but regardless, the movie was still terrible. I, again, personally do not like the movie. I've watched it. I've seen it. I just don't like it. So we were gonna, so we're going to break this into its parts. We're going to talk about the book first to give you the insight into the backstory of Jason Bourne. And then we're going to talk about the film, and you'll kind of tell the differences right away between the two. So the so let's start with the book. Uh, Jason Bourne had been 
one of the aliases used by Captain David Webb, who was a Marine and a Foreign Services officer who was trained in Far East affairs. Part of his story shows that he had a Thai wife and two children in Phnom Penh. And again, pronouncing these names are going to kill me. Webb's family was supposedly killed during the Vietnam War when a fighter plane dropped two bombs into a river and crashed just off the riverbank. Crashes just off the riverbank. So, basically, this plane is flying along through the war, drops a couple bombs, thinking that they're regular people, and, yeah. So the plane was left there on the banks of Cambodia. So, nobody really wanted to take responsibility for this plane, even though there was a rogue plane and nobody gave a shit, but still, nobody really wanted to defy it. Little did David know that his son Joshua had survived the event. So what you learn in, this is part of book number four. You learn that this character's family had survived the entire, or at least his son had survived. So in the heat of the moment, yeah, I've already mentioned this, the heat of the moment, no one taking the credit and lost his family. David Webb traveled to Saigon where he meets a friend and CIA officer, Alexander Conklin. So this is where he starts joining up. He ends up using his skills to train to become part of an elite group known as Medusa, and they tend to only know him by his codename Delta One. So they only know him under the kit. They don't know his real name. They don't know who he is. All they know is they know him by his code name. The team had basically become known as a death squad under the man known as Delta. So basically he was not in charge. He was the second kind of second in command and whatnot. Medusa's one mission was to go into northern Vietnam <clears throat> and to take out members of the Viet Cong and the people working with them. Delta had a strong grip on the group and was known for his ruthlessness, but he was also known for disobeying the orders um, when they were handed to him. He kind of did his own thing, as well as letting the government just say, okay, yeah, you do your thing, you do our thing, and we'll go from there. The, res the result of this was Webb's brother being kidnapped, brother Gordon being kidnapped while serving his tour in Saigon. When they went to attempt to rescue Gordon, one of the teammates, Jason Bourne, so now this is where we learn about the traitor and how he became who he is, turned out to be working for the enemy and had alerted them to, his to their position. So instead of bringing up the traitor for treason charges, after the team and their leader had made their way through the jungle, killed basically anyone who stood in their way. Delta ends up executing Jason Bourne in the jungles of Tan Quan. Obviously, it was never brought back up because of the secret objective of their mission in Vietnam. So they never brought it back up. They, they could have charged him with murder or whatnot, but no. They let it go because of the fact that of how secretive the nature of the combat, and that was. So several years after the program, so basically after Medusa ended, each of the guys were sent on their way kind of thing. There was a new program called Treadstone 71, so aptly named for the building on 71st Street in New York City. This program was meant to be used as an assassination tool against the man known as Carlos the Jackal. This is the, then the takes the identity. Uh, this is where Webb first brought up, was brought in by David Abbott in order to be the first agent of the group. So basically he was brought in as the fir very first trainee of the new program, which was known as Troutstone 71 at that point. And Webb basically takes the identity of the man that they killed in the jungle 
known as Jason Bourne, who basically, instead of die, being known as executed, he was declared missing after the war and had a record combined with being a killer. So basically, he was a military man, but he was also very, like, he had a record and he was also known as a well-known killer. The idea had become to turn Jason Bourne into a well-known and ruthless assassin whose mere name could be feared amongst terrorists and combatants and criminals worldwide. So they're basically saying, okay, now we're going to take you and we're going to break you down, mold you up. And the reason they went with Kane is so that they could, because they wanted to use someone who could keep up with the notorious assassin like Carlos the Jackal. Basically, at one point, then Kane is able to get Carlos out of hiding and hence kills him. So that is the early story of Jason Bourne through the books. Now I want to clear you to clear your mind because we're going to focus on the film aspect of this now. And I've got, I've said this before, there's, these are two different way different characters. They share the same name, they share a similar backstory, but they really have two separate stories. Just please remember that as we're going through this now. All right, so now we're going to talk about the film aspect of this. Jason Bourne, born David Webb, September 13th, 1970, or, or if you're watching the fifth movie, June 4th, 1978, was born in Nixon, Missouri. So at one point he was given a false date of birth, April 15th, 1971, so that he, they can lead him to the site where he himself was created. When we see pieces of his memory, we know that he was brought to Delta Force in 1998, and his father, Richard, was one of the key players in the Treadstone program. And in order to get Webb to join Treadstone, they killed his father with a car bomb. So, the CIA was trying to recruit him. They didn't. He said no. He said no. He said no. They end up killing his father with a car bomb instead. And then that way they get him to join. The, their plans managed to work as Webb went to the CIA and he was taken into the program by Neil Daniels, one of the supervisors of the program. He is taken to a building in New York City where he meets Dr. Albert Hirsch, who orders him to be waterboarded and sleep deprived for days on end. So, uh, basically, they torture him for several days, get you know, get him up, keep him going, and then eventually they want to do this so that they can break him down, rebuild him up. So they, so his end goal was to break his spirit so that they could rebuild him back up into the assassin they wanted. After these trials, Webb is shown to kill the man sitting in a room with him in cold blood, which we are to assume is the real Jason Bourne. So we are now assuming that the character that he you see in the flashbacks with him in the room is the real Jason Bourne. He then takes the identity of the man, and now known as Jason Bourne, his real-life identity becomes a secret. So they basically say, okay, now you're, now you're Jason Bourne, we're going to hide your real life from you, or from, your, from the people that are trying to basically kill you. After a lot of training and learning, including several, learning several new languages and martial arts skills, Bourne is finally brought into the program of the Treadstone program. At this point, the group's missions are run by Alexander Conklin, so we've met him before in the book, and obviously he's not a friend of Jason Bourne in this movie, he's more so the guy that's just above him. When he is first brought in for his first assignment, which was off the books, uh, that was in Berlin, he assassinated a Russian politician who had dirt that $20 million was taken by the director of the Treadstone program, Ward Abbott, and another Russian politician, Yuri Gretkov. 
Per the orders he was given, Bourne kills Nesky and his, then his wife. So it makes it look like the, so basically he kills the politician first and then makes it look like the wife had killed herself. So then it's basically now a murder-suicide. Bourne then lived and lived and worked in Paris for three years for Treadstone. He's able to keep himself away from the public eye while performing the job he is required to do. His hand, handler, Nicky Parsons, was also played by Julia Stiles in the movies, was in charge of handling his moves, while who was also through the Paris station. At one point, he goes rogue, and is when Nikwana Wambozi, the African dictator you see everywhere in the first part of the movie, who claims he was trying to be assassinated and failed, um, was trying to use the CIA to get basically put him back in power, or else he would basically start naming CIA secrets. As one of his aliases, John Michael Caine, he gets informed on the warlord, information on the warlord, and his secrets. He gets a, then aboard the yacht of the warlord and hides there for five days. So basically, he gets on board the ship and he sits there for five days and waits. And once they were in the middle of the Mediterranean Sea, Bourne emerges for an attempt at the assassinating Wombosi while making it look like one of the crew members had done it. When Bourne tries to kill him, so basically when Bourne enters the room trying to kill him, uh, Wombosi's children are with him, and instead of killing the warlord, he tries to escape the boat, and someone was watching, they shoot him twice in the back, he falls into the sea, forgetting who he was. So, at that point, he gets, obviously gets shot in the back twice, which you see in the movie, and they're digging the bullets out of him. Obviously, they find the little bank number, but he doesn't know who he is. And when he goes to the bank in Switzerland, he remembers that he's Jason Bourne. And da, da, da. So that was the finale of our little series, or at least of the two-part series last week that I started for you. Introducing you to Jason Bourne, the book character, and the movie character. Obviously, I'm a little bit biased about the book, because I found it when it came to that the book was a much better read, and the movie had lacked the finesse that I would have expected. Nothing against Matt Damon and the team, but the book's still so much better when it came to the character development. So let the multiverse be your guide and let allow you to explore a good book, a movie, or a new TV series. I am Rogue Convoy, and this has been part two of our Spies, Police Officers, and Assassins, Jason Bourne edition. So...